Cause we got the alternative energy right. nuclear free autonomy And welcome to the Radioactive Show Produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne And heard nationally on the Community Radio Network Hello and welcome to an edition of the Radioactive Show Recorded at the Freedom Day Festival at Dagaragu 480 kilometres southwest of Catherine The festival celebrated 50 years since the Wave Hill walk-off in 1966. Unfortunately, we had a few blown tyres and missing tools and didn't make it for the Freedom Day rally or speeches. However, on the final day of the conference, I recorded the Protecting Country Today forum, where issues of keeping countries safe in the top end of the NT were discussed. Much of the organising is taking place with the help of SEED, a youth Indigenous climate action organisation. Let's tune in now to SEED co-director Larissa Baldwin, who discusses the organisation and their solidarity work with Indigenous communities across the land. Followed on by Nicholas Fitzpatrick and Scott McDinney, young countrymen from Borroloola, talking about issues they face protecting country today. First I want to acknowledge the Gurindji people, their land and their elders. Um, it's been an amazing couple of days here and I never thought I'd actually get out to, uh, you know... Growing up and knowing all about the stories that come from here, I never actually thought I'd be standing on this land. I feel really privileged right now. But I'm a Widjibal woman, which is a tribe of the Bundjalung Nation. Um, I work as a national co-director of SEED. But I guess the thing about SEED is a lot, of, a lot of us all knew about climate change. We cared about climate change. But the climate movement within Australia is very white. And it doesn't represent what we care about and our land and our culture. And it doesn't holistically talk about all those things together. And I think it's just a different... To talk about blackfellas, if you have rising temperatures who can't live on their land, then there's a loss of connection, there's a loss of, you know, ceremony. Aren't going to be, like, being able to take part on country and that sort of stuff. So it's a whole another issue for us. We already know that the removal of our people from our land is so damaging. So that's why we were, like... We need to stand up strong and make sure we have a voice in this climate movement. But also a lot of people talk about this climate crisis being the opportunity to rearrange those things. I don't know if you've all noticed, but the way they're arranged right now is not very good for blackfellas. We don't see a lot of benefits from it. So, you know, if we're going to be in there and, you know, change all the systems to create a better future, then blackfellas need to be at the forefront and leading that change. When we first heard about... So we've been working a lot um, in Queensland with the Wangana and Jagalingu mob who are standing up and saying no to a, coal mount, a massive coal mine on their country. And one of the things that we see as our role within SEED is not just advocating on behalf of us about what we want, but we want to amplify frontline communities that are saying no. We don't um, I want to say that we don't speak out against communities that say yes to mining because we really understand the like, economic disadvantage that's happening in our communities, but we do want to work with communities that do want to say no. We also want to work with communities that, so they can make informed decisions. And I just think, yeah, just as young people, you know, we've got a right and responsibility to stand up for our country, so that's what we're here for. Um, when we first heard about the Territory, and, like, 90%, of, like, a high amount of it is, like, under oil and gas exploration licence, we were like, we just need to go there and find people to talk to. Um, and as soon as we started working up here, we met these young fellas, and we've so, met so many TOs. But, um, yeah, we just want to work stronger and better up here. Well, how are you going, everybody? My name's Nicholas Fitzpatrick. I'm also known as Miliari Pora. It's an Aboriginal name. I come from Borrelua in the Northern Territory. If you don't know where that is, it's about probably 700 kilometres in a straight line southeast from Darwin, in the Gulf of Carpentaria. Um, 
Our grandfathers in that country, they were the first to put in a land claim, and it was the longest running land claim in the history of Australia, it went for about 30 years. So they were strong people. And now there's all these mining companies and everything pushing us around. Our old people have left us. They were the, they were the power in that country. And now, people like me and my nephew here, Scotty, we, we come from them, the leaders, their grandfathers. And now, now that they're gone, there are all these mining companies coming around, pushing us around. And they, without our grandparents, our really old, strong leaders, we can get pushed around very easily and led astray and broken apart and taken advantage of like that. So it's, it's very important for us young people to follow up in our grandfather's footsteps because they've, they've won back all this land for us and that's, it's up to us to keep caring and protecting that country. And yeah, I worked as a sea ranger for about five years in Borrelilla, stood up a country, looked after country. I'm a Jungai in my country. Jungai means carer and protector, and that's what I've been doing for most of my adult life, and it's led me to SEED. SEED is a, is a youth indigenous climate action group, and it's growing pretty fast. I found out about them only this, this year, and they, they came to Borrelula and explained what they were doing there, and I was pretty amazed to see young people that's like on the same page as me and caring about country and worrying about all these things in the future for our future generations. So, yeah, I ended up working for CEDA. Followed them around in Sydney and Newcastle and protests and all over the place this year. And yeah, I'm just glad I'm, I'm a part of the big movement. I'll hand it over to Scott. Good morning. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Yeah, my name's Scott McDenny. I'm from the same place we, where my uncle said come from. Um, I'd like to firstly... Um, I'd like to welcome, uh, like, you know, thank the Gurindji people for you know, us standing here on their land and talking about our problem on the other side there, on the east side of Northern Territory. And um, you see, um, I got, I got um, handed down to all the stories, songs and dance by my grandparents. They gave me everything and, and it's now for me to keep going with it. And, keep it up, you know, for the next generation so I can hand it down to the next one. For me, having this knowledge that was passed down to me, I got to, you know, looking after the land as well, you know, because to keep it, to have this sort of thing, you got to have it, have the land to show for as well. And with this mining companies and fracking and all that coming in and, you know, t um, t um, telling us all this stuff and and, um, you know, because, like, how my uncle always say, you know, his, his name Gadron Hurston, and how he, how he puts it in his word, you know how you got, you got a book and you got to read a story. If you got a ripped page from that book, you got an untold story. And in my, in, in that song lines, that's, that's more bigger than a book. And if you put a mine in the middle of our song line, you reckon our story. You're going to destroy our story by that. And it's not... It's not copied, it's there for generations. And, you know, because it's so big, yeah, we gotta look after it and just share it. And it's all there and it's beautiful. If mining companies come in there and destroy it, we got nothing. It's nothing to show for, for the next generations. And that's when I met Seed, yeah. 
on, on the February. That's when I met them when they came to Borrelua. And I met Lock the Gate a couple of years ago, and they've been pretty good too in helping us um, doing all this stuff and with us, me and my, all my little family. And with Seed, that's just the next, that's just another step on going more further into fighting against mining companies and all the other things that are going on, fracking and all that. Because fracking, you know, it's, it's more dangerous than any other mining that is happening today. We come in on the dirty ground, shut out the light, shut it down, they shut it down. You're listening to The Radioactive Show and that was Nicholas Fitzpatrick and Scott McDinney, young countrymen from Boalula, a community on the edge of the Gulf of Carpentaria in Arnhem Land. They're talking at the Protecting Country Today Forum held at the Freedom Day Festival, celebrating 50 years since the Gurindji people walked off Wave Hill Station, demanding wages and the return of their land. The Protecting Country Forum looked at environmental issues affecting communities in the top end today. Let's now hear from Naomi Hogan, an organiser with the NT branch of Lock the Gate. She discusses the risk of fracking on country. An incredible 90% of the NT was originally made available for flat fracking exploration. This has been reduced due to fierce community opposition but still sits at around 60 or 70%. I also want to say thanks to the Gringy people for having us um, and acknowledge the festival organisers as well who were really supportive about um, Seed and Lock the Gate and a, and a presence for a frack-free alliance to be here at the festival and active over the weekend. Um, and that support really meant a lot to be on this country with such a strong story and to be invited here to talk about the things that we work on and care about um, as part of trying to protect um, the territory's land and, and water and culture from um, from fracking gas fields. Um, I think one of the, the major issues with shale gas fracking um, for here in the Territory, it hasn't ever really happened before. They've only done a few test fracks where they have done shale gas fracking before in the United States. Um, hundreds of peer-reviewed papers have come out in the last few years that have proven links to water contamination from these gas fields, surface water contamination of overflowing toxic ponds, um, and also groundwater contamination from those well casings failing um, either instantly or over time. We're talking about hard shale rock deep underground, two kilometres underground um, in the territory here, that needs a lot of water, pressure, chemicals and sand um, to fracture open that hard rock to get out tiny bubbles of gas. Uh, we're talking about an industry that needs hundreds and then thousands of wells across the landscape in order to get a commercial product. So in the Territory, we've just seen a handful of wells, test wells, where they go down and do a test frack. But what would need to happen if this industry uh, does want to move into commercial production would be literally thousands of wells across the landscape. And each one of those wells stays there forever and causes a contamination pathway, potentially forever, but also uh, needs thousands of trucks, thousands of tonnes of chemicals, millions of litres of water for every time they frack each well. And that needs to spread across the landscape. So 
So I think when we talk about um, when Scotty said fracking was um, a really dangerous mining industry, there are many risks that come with mining and any industries that happen. But I think when we talk about shale gas fracking, it's that scale of the industry and it's the way that it completely engulfs the landscape, the water catchments, the communities um, that has made such a huge impact in other places where it's happened. And it's really been a boom-bust move in and within five years, they're off the country again and you're left with this industrial wasteland. Um, so they're some of the key reasons that we're working so strongly on that particular issue here in the Territory. That was Naomi Hogan discussing the dangers of fracking, particularly in an NT context. We'll now hear from Larrakia woman June Mills expressing her anger and worry about the treatment of her country and people. Now, I'm an elder, I'm a grandmother. I've got a lot of things on my plate to deal with. Maintaining culture, looking after land, blah, blah, blah. The list goes on. But I'll tell you, out of all the things that I've got to deal with, the scariest thing is fracking. And I'm terrified, not only for my children and my country, for every one of us that are living on this land. And we've got to get out there and educate every person. You know what? Everyone might have been shocked about the recent um, thing about Four Corners, about how their babies were being treated in Dondale in Darwin, you know? Well, guess what? It's not a shock to Aboriginal people. We know the extent of the skullduggery and the evilness and the thievery and everything, the filth of this, the government. They call themselves a government that are running this country. They're not. They're a bunch of insane criminals. And they're feeding off our country and they're raping everything and they're raping everything um, of us. The extent of the evilness of this corporation that is running the country, which we call a government. They try to make it. They're not there for our people. They're not even there for the land. They're there for themselves. And, you know, and, this is, and they're not wanting to look after this land so that we can live happily on this country. And, you know, we're the... It's such a massive battle for us. We are the minority in our country, right? It's up to the message to get out to the wider community in Australia. We've got to all educate ourselves, right? And we don't, we're the most underprivileged, under-resourced, everything, Indigenous people across this country. We, we need assistance to organise and to get this out, right? We really need assistance. Um, and I'll tell you, it's the most terrifying thing in my lifetime out of all the things I've had to deal with, fracking. And, you know, we can talk about culture, we can talk about art, and we can talk about this and I talk about it, but it's not worth a pinch of shit if we can't find a glass full of clean water to drink because every human, every living creature on this planet, if everything is taken by the they can, that's the end of the line. It's serious. Somebody's holding a gun to my baby that my baby can't get a drink of clean water in the future. Mate, that's serious business. I'm sorry, but I'll get really, really. And we've had decades of these lying bastards. And the land council, they're a part of it. Any corporation, I tell you, the only, only hope I've got in my life for 
the next generations of humans on this planet is in us. Us. about Mataranka. We were out there a couple of weeks ago with hundreds of TOs from all over that region with these licenses and it goes to the you know the heart of the problem is that people supposedly there has been some sign off for these licenses for Gina Reinhardt but you ask the TOs out there and they don't know anything about it. They the old people are saying well we might have signed something with they didn't say anything about fracking. We had um, and the scale, the size of it they didn't know all the water out there, they're like, this water is precious to us. And now they're all really worried because Jin Reinhardt's going to roll in and frack their country, and they don't want it out there. So you would have seen it was, um, when we were out there the other week, they were saying this is the largest protest we've ever seen in Mataranka. People were coming in from Elsie Station, at Ropa, everywhere, because they don't want this on their land. It's about informed consent, and they did not give their consent to this. Absolutely, and I think no other people in this country have to sign away, you know, land in order to have basic human needs met. It's an absolute outrage. You're listening to The Radioactive Show, and those were the words of Larrakia woman June Mills, followed by Larissa Baldwin of SEED, the Indigenous Youth Climate Action Organisation. Larissa brought up the recent purchase of petroleum exploration licences on country around the Mataranka Springs by a Gina Reinhardt subsidiary company. Evidently, the consultation for these licences was severely lacking transparency and clarity. From the sounds of it, there is strong opposition by some traditional owners in the area to exploration. Let's now hear a few more words from Scott McDinney and his uncle Nicholas Fitzpatrick, both traditional owners from the Borrelula region. We hear about how young people today want to keep up the fight of their grandparents who got back the country to stop any further pollution and caring for their country. MacArthur River mine, where, where, that, where that mine is right now. I can't, I can't really talk about that mine because that's not in my area. That's Gurangi people. Me, I'm further downstream of the MacArthur River, the Garwa people and the Yanyo people. But, you know, had, had it's affecting us downstream that they did the open cut back in 2007 or 8, something like that there. They did an open cut and poisoned us down the river there too, like with all their... We've seen fish floating down the river. I don't know how it happened, but, you know, but we got, you know, we, we tested the river too, and it came up with, with lead, you know, and all them fish dying in the river, that's not, not natural cause, you know, it was something killed it, something poisoned up the river, and it's that mine up the river. And how the mine has changed, you know, it's really really different up there now when, when we drive past up there every time. There's a man-made hill up there near the mine. It's stand probably bad, I don't know, too too high. You know, you see you see trucks up there small. You see like little ants crawling around there. Like that's 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 the trucks up there, you know, driving around. <clears throat> and back in the days like probably two thousand and ten when we used to go past it, we used to smell that lead that Stinks, and there's people that are living down at down at a place called Devil Springs. That's probably about 20 to 30 k's away, north from where the where the mine is, and they could still smell that thing. Stink. 
and there's fire happening in the waste rocks. You see smokes there. Probably you might have seen it on the news back in, I don't know, back in a couple of years ago. But yeah, but how how I'm how I stand in with my people because I talk I'm here today talking on the behalf of my Yanyo and Garwa people. I'm here standing to the sitting down here with you all today talking. We've got one of the biggest mining companies in the area around Borolula. So a very big lead and zinc mine. I'm pretty sure it's the biggest on the planet, and they move a lot of lead and zinc through the Gulf of Carpentaria. Um, none, none of the government will tell you this, but I've worked in the Sea Ranger unit and I've done water and mud sampling and tested and seen the results. Like there's pollution happening in our country on a pretty dangerous level. And like knowing this, this just hurts me so much and just makes me want to run away from the world and just live out bush and just try and live the healthy bush life while it's still there because it's just running away from us at a very quick pace and we can't, can't just keep up with it at the moment. It's just so hard. And going back to what I said before about our old people, like they had agreements with the mines, you know, mines they leave us alone for 15 years or something and then come back and hit us up with more, trying to make agreements and stuff. Yeah, so they've waited for the old people who said no to pass away so they can try and get two generations and see if they can weave their way through. But me and my God over here, my nephew, we, we don't want that to happen. Like, it's, we're, we're doing our best to try and not have any more mining in our country. Like, it's hard to get me away from that country. I, I love it so much. I'm a hunter. But, you know, I've, I know about fracking. Fracking is really bad. It's, you know, if one countryman from 100 kilometers away says yes to fracking in his country, well, he's actually making a decision for about three or 400 square kilometer around him too. So it's, he's, he's poisoning another country as well. And a lot of people around Australia, they say, you know, we need mining, economic, rah, rah, rah. Well, tourism is the way I want to go with this country where I'm from, because we got to pretty lovely country out there and lots of rare animals and rare mammals and springs and it's a really lovely place, rare birds but yeah, all these mining companies they want to just go in there and rip the place apart and make money out of minerals and gas and oil tourism is going to be a pretty hard road but you know, we can do it it's the second biggest income into Australia you know, the Northern Territory it's that's like the last front, the last untouched areas of, you know, high, massive earth removing, and you know, none of that's really happened in our place up there, so we want to keep it that way. And show the world and educate the world how beautiful it is out there. And, you know, we don't want poison in our country. And everyone's just, yeah, they're like, they, they're sad and hurt. They can't stand up. But yeah, we've gone beyond that. We've, we, we just have to stand up. It's, it's what our grandparents taught us. You know, we, they fought for all that country, and this can't be for nothing just to hand it over to mining country. Nah. We've got to do something with it and run with it for years. And you know, if, if I end up running a good indigenous business in Borolula, I'd go around to other communities, and I'd help them as best I can to move toward tourism because there's big money there and it's, it's going off your country instead of smashing it up, you know.
This is The Radioactive Show, and you've been listening to recordings made at the Protecting Country Today Forum, held at the Gurindji Freedom Day Festival on August 19th to 21st, 2016. Voices have been Larissa Baldwin, co-director of SEED, Naomi Hogan of Lock the Gate, Larry Keerwoman, June Mills, and we just heard Nicholas Fitzpatrick and Scott McDinney from Baralula. The forum was facilitated by Karina Nolan, a mentor at SEED. To find out more and support SEED, you can find them at seedmob.org.au. SEED have a Protect Country petition on their website, which I encourage you to take a look at. This has been another edition of the Radioactive Show, brought to you by Crunch. Today's show was recorded on Gurindji country, and I'd like to thank Gurindji people for having us all on their country to celebrate 50 years since the Wave Hill walk-off. Music through the show is from the Dan Sultan concert at the Freedom Day Festival. To learn more about the festival, you can find it at freedomday50.com.au. This show is broadcast from the studios of 3CR Melbourne and nationally on the Community Radio Network. Tune in next week for more nuclear-free social justice and environmental news. Thank you. Genocide here is a lot more sneaky than it is in Rwanda or other places around the world. It's one thing white fellas learnt in the last 200 years to be very sneaky about their genocide. You look at the 38 nations that were here before white settlement and then you count up the numbers that are still surviving, still out there doing their business on their country. Well, there's only 25 left, so what happened to the other 13? Let's talk about the Black GST. Genocide to be stopped, sovereignty acknowledged and treaties made. Tune into Fire First every Wednesday from 11am till 12 midday on 3CR with Robbie Thorpe. Have you heard about 3CR's national programs? 
Kamanacha on community radio stations around Australia, produced in the studios of 3CR Melbourne. Services will be cut, jobs may well be lost and workers' entitlements will be undermined. Their basic human rights are as important as everyone else. Over 200 million years, individual species have evolved. I mean, birds were once dinosaurs. Anything nasty online seems to be targeted against women. Muckety is a bad deal, but Muckety is absolutely not a done deal. You're listening to Women on the Line. Welcome again to Lost in Science. And welcome to another edition of the Radioactive Show. You've been listening to Earth Matters on the Community Radio Network. Hello and welcome to Accent of Women. Anarchist Wall this week. Listen to Beyond Zero, global warming science, solutions and action. You are listening to Let the Bands Play. Tune in to Stick Together, Worker Stories and Union News. Grassroots Voices broadcast weekly on the Community Radio Network. Get a healthy dose of anti-nuclear, peace and sustainability issues on The Radioactive Show. 10am Saturdays on 3CR Community Radio, 855 on your AM dial. (laughs) 